0: welcome to Matt Noel Ministries sermon podcast. Feel free to download these sermons and share them with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. God bless. Trusting God in seasons of change. And we know that in the natural, that seasons change. We know that there's spring and summer and fall and winter. And every one of those seasons has different things about it. Some of us hate winter. We don't like shoveling snow and putting on the mitts and the, and the boots and it's cold and you get salt all over your shoes and all that. We don't like winter. So some of us love winter. Some of us love summer. It's got to be summer, hot and warm and all that. Others, But there's different aspects to every season in the natural, but there's also different seasons in the spiritual realm, in our walk with the Lord, that we will enter. And one thing that you and I have in common about this past year of 2016 is that we all had different seasons throughout that year span. We all had change come our way. We, and your, things that, that were changed in different seasons in your 2016 were different than mine. But nonetheless, we all entered some seasons of difficulty in 2016, and we all had seasons of joy and blessing and prosperity in 2016. And that's the same thing for us, for you and I together, in this very, this first day of this brand new year, this 2017 is going to bring some change. Things aren't always going to stay the same as they are today throughout this next year. Change will come. It's inevitable. It will come for us. And some of that change will be good and easy, and some of that change might be hard and difficult, but change will come. And in those In those seasons of, of our lives, this year to come, we need to understand that we just at times need to say, Lord, I am trusting you, God. I don't have all the answers. I don't know all about it. And this message is for me this morning because this is a brand new season for my wife and I with our children. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what all is going to unfold. But we know and we believe we're in the will of God. And we are trusting God in this season of change. Amen? And that's what God wants. God, it's, the Word says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And so when, we, when God sees His people trusting Him in seasons of change... God is pleased. And we're going to look into the what we call the Christmas story. Okay, I know Christmas was last Sunday, but we're going to look into the Christmas story. And we're going to look at the life of Mary and of Joseph. But we're going to look at it in not necessarily the, the normal way that we see it as the Christmas story. But we're going to look at it in the way that they had to absolutely trust God because they were just living their lives. Mary was a young woman. Joseph was a young man. And you see, they were engaged to be married. We know that. And they were just living their lives. And out of nowhere, God brings them into a whole new season and change in their lives, individually and together. And we're going to see how they trusted God in the seasons of change. So Luke chapter 1 Verse 26, I'm just going to begin to read. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed or engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to Mary and says, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When Mary saw the angel, she was troubled by his words and considered in her mind, what kind of greeting is this? What kind of greeting might this be? The Bible says, have you ever had a time where God comes to you and you know it's God, you know that God is speaking to you something new and you stop and you and you kind of step back and say, God. What kind of thing is this you're talking to me about? Have you ever been there before where you just don't fully understand it? And you're like, God, what is this all about? That's what Mary is doing right now before the angel of the Lord. The angel says, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. And she says, what is this all about, God? But the angel says to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen. You will conceive in your womb and bear a son and shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give Jesus the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I don't even know a man? How can I become pregnant when I'm not even married? I've not been with a man. This is impossible. Have you ever been there where God is revealing something to you and you're like, how can this be? This is impossible. But this is God. And He is the God of the impossible. Amen? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who will be born uh, will be called the Son of God. Listen. Your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was declared barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And listen to what Mary says after all of this. God, what is this all about? God, this is impossible. I've not been with a man. God, what is this? What what do you mean here, God? Listen to what finally Mary's conclusion here. I love it. Mary says, I am a servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. Absolute faith and submission to God. I don't understand it, Lord. I'm scared. I don't see what tomorrow brings. This makes no sense to me. But Lord God, I am your servant. Whatever you say to me, let it be. She trusted God. In this season of change that he was bringing to her. Mary is a young lady. Mary is engaged, which in those days was considered like already married already. It was a very serious commitment to be betrothed in those days. Mary is a virgin. Mary probably heard of and she knew of the prophecy that a savior would one day come that was spoken 700 years prior by Isaiah. Mary was just living her life on earth when suddenly, without warning, there was no text message sent to her. There was no email. There was no Facebook post that Mary saw and had a a warning of. Okay, God appears out of nowhere and brings Mary into a season of change. And all she has is submission and faith. Lord, I will trust you in this change. I am a servant of the Lord, she says. She probably wondered what are my parents going to think when they begin to see my belly growing with a baby inside what are my friends going to say and think what's Joseph going to think oh my goodness lord god i'm so scared what is my 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 fiance fiance right what what is he going to say when he sees and hears the news that i'm pregnant god and all these thoughts you can be sure were racing through young mary's Mind out of nowhere. Right? And we find out in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child by the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, Matthew refers to Joseph already as her husband. That's the commitment they had as being betrothed together. Being a just man, not willing to make her public example, had in mind to divorce Mary privately. But while he thought on these things, let's stop there. Mary has this moment where she steps back and says, God, what is this all about? Now Joseph sees that his, his bride to be is with child. And Joseph is like, man, I got to divorce her because Joseph knew this is not right. People are not going to be pleased when they see that we're not even married and yet we're having a baby. My, my my bride-to-be is pregnant and he's like, Joseph is planning to divorce her privately. He didn't want her to have to deal with all the public spectacle that she, he knew she was, he was going to become. And But look what it says here. But while he thought about these things, have you ever been in a season in your life where things are just seeming to be chaotic and it makes no sense and you're entering this season of change in your life and you step back and all you're just trying to process it all? I've been there in my life numerous times. Maybe you're there this morning now and you're like, God, this is a new year. This is a new day. Lord, I'm trusting you in this season of change, but it makes no sense to me, God. And all these things are racing through your mind and through your thoughts while he thought about these things What do you think he would be thinking about the woman that I love has been unfaithful to me? She's been with someone else. How could she do this to me? He would think why did this happen God was this my fault did I neglect her Did I not pay enough attention and time to her that she wasn't interested in me anymore? Is maybe what Joseph thought? Who is this guy? Where is he at? Let me wring, him, wring his neck. Let me at him. I'll get that guy. Right? You can be sure these are all the thoughts Joseph was processing according to the word. I can't believe she would do this to me. Joseph also knew the old covenants. And right now, it wasn't the new covenant until Jesus died and the veil was torn. This was still the old covenant law that Joseph knew. And he knew in Deuteronomy 22 that if a girl who is a virgin is engaged to a man um, and another man finds her in the city and they have intimate relations with her, then you must bring them both out of the gate of the city and they must be stoned until they die. Joseph knew that that was the law. And he knew the severity of it. This is why he's trying to process, do I divorce her? What do I do? This is crazy, is what Joseph must must be thinking. But while he thought on these things, Matthew 1 verse 20, the angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream saying, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For he who is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. God assures Joseph that this is of me. Mary has not been unfaithful to you. Mary, Mary, Joseph, marry her. All is well. Relax. I'm in control in this season of change that you and Mary are in. Trust me. This is my will. And this is something huge that God wanted to do. Do you read what it said there? this new season that God was bringing Joseph and Mary into, even though they had no understanding of what was to come, it was huge. And what was huge about this specifically for them is that Jesus, this baby that they were supposed to raise, that she was conceived, that she would give forth, that he would become the father of on earth, Joseph, and that they would raise this young boy. Why? To die to save the world from their sins. That's huge. When God brings you and I into seasons of change, even when you and I don't fully understand it, if we can trust Him, God will do huge things. And not for your glory, not so you can boast, but so Jesus can be glorified in your life, through your life. But God has great things. And Mary and Joseph had to trust Him. Verse 22, Now all this occurred to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. They knew that this is this is the prophecy spoken 700 years prior to come to pass that a virgin shall be with child and will bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Joseph, being awakened from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded and stayed with his wife. God says, Joseph, in this crazy season change right now that I'm bringing you into, trust me, and Joseph came out of the dream. He heard from God, and the Bible says that Joseph obeyed God. Despite his fear, despite his emotions and his feelings, despite what people would say and think, Joseph obeyed the command that God gave him and stayed with Mary and trusted the Lord. In this season of change in his life, The journey continues in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house in the lineage of David, he went to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for, Mary to be deli- for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, Jesus, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This was all part of mm-hmm. God's plan being unfolded in their lives as, as they trusted him. Why would... Mary who was pregnant go on a journey to be registered with Joseph because this was all part of it every aspect of what was happening, the the reason why that this census took place and that Joseph had to go back home on on an 8-10 to days journey to be registered was all part of God's plan and Mary had to come with him it made no sense really why wouldn't Mary who was pregnant just stay back You wait here, honey. I'll go go get this done and I'll come back. Mary had to go. And the reason why is because God's plan was being unfolded here. Because... The prophet Micah, again 700 years prior, says this. Micah 5, verse 2 to 4. But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you, out of Bethlehem, shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old, from everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. He shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide, for for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. It was, it all had to unfold this way. And the key here was that they trusted the Lord. Whatever you want us to do, Lord, we'll go. Go now and be registered. This, this, why should I go and leave my wife? Just go. And every aspect of it, Mary and Joseph going together, was all part of God's prophecy, God's plan. God's plan from the foundation of the, the beginning of time. This was all part of God's plan. And what brought it to pass? What allowed it to come forth? was trusting Him during these seasons of change for Mary and Joseph. Joseph, by faith, took Mary with Him to be registered. Joseph, by faith, provided and protected along the long journey, which was 111 kilometers from Nazareth to Bethlehem. They trusted God together, that despite their feelings, they knew God was in control and that He knew what He was doing. The story continues in Matthew chapter two, verse one. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod, the king, heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ should be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are no longer least among the princes of Judah, for out of you shall come a governor who will shepherd my people Israel. And so Herod, when he had privately called the wise men to him, carefully inquired of them what time the star appeared. And he sent to them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search diligently for the young child Jesus. And when you have found him, bring word back to me again, that I may come, that I may worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great excitement. And when they came into the house, they saw young Jesus with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to Jesus, gold and frankincense and myrrh, but being warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. Now, when they departed, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph again in a dream saying, Joseph, arise, take the young child, Jesus and his mother and escape to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. Because Herod wants to seek the young child and kill him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother Mary by night and they departed in the night into Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod to fulfill what the Lord has spoken through the prophet that out of Egypt I have called my son. Notice how every step of the way God is leading them. And notice that it happens with Joseph, the man of the house. Men, we have authority that God has given to men specifically to be a head over their wife, to be a head over their families, to represent Jesus Christ over their wives and over their children, to stand up for the glory of God and to be a man of God. And notice how how God leads Joseph to lead his wife. God reveals to Joseph how to lead his wife that's just an important truth in this story that men can be encouraged by. That no matter what season or change in your life right now, be encouraged, men, that God is for you, not against you. God loves you, man. He thinks highly of you. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself, men. There's been times in my life I've struggled with insecurity. That doesn't matter in God's sight. God says, Matt, God says to you, oh man, today, he says that I am pleased with you and that he wants to lead your life. And he will as you pray and trust God. You don't, He doesn't expect us men to have it all together. But he wants us to have faith and to trust that he is good and that he will lead us. And he proves it by leading Joseph faithfully showing him the direction for he and his family. And Joseph continues to trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And Joseph knows that. And look what comes out of this. It's awesome. It's amazing. And so God, then Herod dies. Her, you notice that. Herod wanted to kill Jesus when he was a baby. He was just an innocent little baby. And Satan wanted to take him out. Why? Because Satan knew what Jesus would grow up and one day accomplish over sin and over hell and over death. By dying for the sins of the world and laying his life down on that cross and raising back to life again and ascending to heaven where he is today knowing full well he's going to return once again to take his bride home to be with him forever. Satan knew that baby, cute little baby Jesus would one day fulfill all of that. And so he wanted to kill that which was small. But greater is the Lord who is in control than Satan that is in this world. And when we trust God, And when this church continues to move forward and when our individual lives, you and I continue to move forward in simple faith in God, he will bring his will to pass no matter what, no matter what. And Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we trust Jesus. We don't trust each other. We don't trust man. We trust Jesus. Jesus and his word and his promises and he'll bring it to pass amen so we can be encouraged by Joseph and Mary and their faith as they walk out this season of change in their lives I want to close with a couple more thoughts here about Joseph and Mary and this is just a wonderful truth that you and I can be encouraged by this morning and I want you to really listen to this because there's some there's some humor in this story which I love and it's in the Bible. And, and we can be encouraged by this, okay? In this new year, with this brand new beginning for all of us. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 50. Jesus, his parents, who are Jesus' parents? Mary and Joseph. They went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, Austin, how old are you? When Jesus was Austin's age, they go to the feast of the Passover in Jerusalem with 12-year-old Jesus, and they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days there, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing Jesus to have been with them in the company... They went a whole day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem. So let me just—if you missed that—this is what happened.
1: Mary and Joseph
0: took Jesus to the, to Jerusalem, and they did all their things with the feast, and then they left Jerusalem with Jesus. Yes, Jesus was with them. Right, Mary? You put Jesus in the back seat, right? He's there, right? Yeah, he's there. And if you've seen the movie Home Alone, they're on the airplane and she's like, "Something's wrong, husband. Something I'm just, something's wrong." Did you shut the garage? Yeah, yeah I shut the garage. It's okay, right? Something's wrong here, right? You see, I'm sure you've seen the movie and and on the airplane as they're going away from their home, she, she says, Kevin! Right? You know that scene, right? Kevin! And she realizes she forgot her son. And this is exactly what happens to Mary and Joseph. They go a day's journey, 24 hours. They go a whole day back home, and they think that Jesus is with them. And they even check their relatives. You know, just like in the movie, right? Remember? They look, Kevin, Kevin, and... And they realize that Jesus is not with us. And so they go back to Jerusalem seeking him. And so it was that after three days, they find him. The Bible says they are looking for 12-year-old Jesus. Boy, you would get a (laughs) whoop. But they go back and they're looking frantically for Jesus. You can imagine. Because even though Jesus is God... And even though Mary and Joseph know that their 12-year-old son is also God, Mary knows this is also my son and he needs to obey. we say it's time to go. Get the car, boy. Right? <laughs> even though he's God, Mary is still mom. Right? Yeah. And so they go back. Seeking him. Now it was after three days, they finally found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard Jesus were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, Mary and Joseph saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, look at your father. Your father and I have sought you anxiously. Do you see that? Do you see the natural human element in this story that you and I can be encouraged by? They were, they were freaking out. Where is our son for three days? And Mary, then they see him in the temple. And they're amazed at the, the wisdom, because they know he's God. And so they stand there and they have one of these moments where it's like, whoa. Joseph, look at himself. This is amazing. And, she, and they're like, wow. And then suddenly Mary realizes, boy, right? We've been searching you anxiously for three days. Why have you done this to us? It's right there in the Word. It's an amazing story. And Jesus said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my Father's business? But they did not understand the statement because they were just so mad, right? That's not in the Bible. I said that. They did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. But listen, why I, sh- why I share and close with that story there is that as this year goes on, 2017, you're not going to get everything right. And I'm certainly not going to get everything right. Are we all in agreement to that? I think we're all in agreement. We know why. Because we're sinful fallen flesh, right? And it's by God's grace that we move forward. It's by His grace and through His Holy Spirit and by the Word of God that Pastor Mike is making the, the for the year, going deeper in the Word. It's by the Word, by the Spirit that we can proceed forward by faith in this brand new season we have. But we're going to make mistakes. Each one of us, we're going to make mistakes just like Joseph and Mary did. Just like the parents of God. (laughs) Think about it. And be encouraged by that. They left thinking Jesus was there and they realized they messed up royally and had to go back and anxiously find Jesus, their son. So be encouraged. You're not going to get it all right. But what God is wanting through all your mistakes and all your victories and everything that unfolds in your life in this new season is that you are trusting Him. In the season of change. Amen? Just like I am doing, and my wife and our children are doing. You do the same. And let's do it together for the glory of God. Amen? And the great things He wants to do this year as we walk it out by faith. One last verse as we close Philippians 3, verse 13 through 14. This is the, Paul the Apostle speaking. Very familiar. Now, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. But I focus on just this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know what? Satan wants you and I to be so focused on all the things in the past, even the good things. He he wants you just to remember all the good things and just say, oh, why couldn't it be just like that anymore when God has so much more greater things in store for you? And it's fine to think back in memories and look at the faithfulness of God. Of course. And Satan wants you to remember all of your past failures. I'm speaking first and foremost for me. He wants to fill your mind with thoughts of, of shame and guilt and condemnation and heaviness about all the past mistakes that you've made. All the stupid things that you've done in your past that you wish you could replace, that you wish you could redo, but you can't. But we say God... We know we're forgiven of all of our past sins. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us and makes us righteous in your sight, God. And so we're going to forget all the things that 2016 had. All of it. Keep the memories. Keep the the faithfulness of God in your mind, of course. But we are moving forward to that which lies ahead. Don't talk about the things that happened in the past. Leave them there. When Satan tries to bring them up in your mind, say, no, I resist you, Satan. In Jesus' name. And he must plead, the Bible says. And begin to speak the word, speak God's truth and His promises. That we are forgetting that which is behind And moving forward to that which lies ahead. Pressing on to the end of the race and receiving the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us to. Amen? So be encouraged this morning that no matter what season you're in, maybe you've been through some rough seasons. God knows. And only God needs to know. And you can trust God. He's trustworthy for all things. But let's move forward. And say, Lord, I don't understand what the season before me has in store, but God, I'm trusting you in the season of change. Amen? Hi, Julie Knoll here. And if you're looking for a spirit-filled church to attend that still preaches the word and lifts up Christ in worship, then I'd like to invite you to come out to Freedom Life Church International. We meet every Sunday morning in downtown Kitchener at the Marketplace, 300 King Street East, right between Evie Street and Cedar Street. Our service begins at 10.30 a.m., and we have free parking available for you in the parking garage right off of Cedar Street. For more information, call 519-998-2421. That's 519-998-2421. So come and join us tomorrow morning for worship at Freedom Life Church International. I know you'll be blessed. Thanks for listening to Matt Noel Ministries Sermon podcasts. I trust you were blessed by today's episode. We'll see you next time. God bless.